I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Dirt on Flowers. It's Friday. We made it. We did it. (laughs) Got through the week. Yes. (laughs) The snow is gone. I know. It is 100% mud. I I thought of you the other night because, you know, we were talking about it when we recorded part one, but I was letting the dogs in and, you know, I like have a towel, like I'm waiting for them at the door. I'm like reached over Daisy and she's like bucking me off off her as I'm trying to wipe her paws. I'm like, screw mud season. It is. It's nasty. It's, it's Oh, yeah. The snow is definitely gone. But I mean, I guess if the snow's gone, that means your kids are gone too because they're back at school. Everyone's back at school. This is the first five-day week they've had. Well, it's so funny. And I talk to like you or some of my friends that have kids and they're like, <laughs> I can't. Like, you know, they're just like, you guys have like reached this like breaking point in your day. You're like, I love my yeah. kids, but you know. Go back Bye-bye. to school. <laughs> Sorry, teachers. I know. But yeah, no. so funny. Yeah, I was out. It was out today. I was doing some chores with the goats and the chickens, and I was just slipping and sliding all over the place in the mud. Yeah. And I'm like, free <laughs> frozen. Everything's sweating now, too. Yeah. Like there's condensation just, on everything. It's yeah. foggy. I'm like, oh my my hair has just gone to frizz. <laughs> <laughs> it's no fun. But we, we got to do snow it. back. Yeah, I know. I know. Although, I keep like, like that, keep hoping for that it. hard freeze was good for the tulips and stuff. You know, that's why I tell myself, I'm like, well, now they're getting watered, you know, yeah. the field stuff. So I'm like, okay, I try, <laughs> try to spin it best I can, I guess. Yeah. I mean, your perspective on everything, you've got to like sure. whatever lens you're looking through, it was like how it's going to create your entire day. Right. So like, mm-hmm. I think that about winter too, because so many people don't like the gray and the cold. Yeah. But I, I really do love it. I feel mm-hmm. like it's my season. Like we were talking about last you know the last episode was like I yeah. love that because when the sun's out and I'm inside it feels wrong yeah and I'm like <laughs> I should be working I need to be out doing something or playing outside or <laughs> yeah. so it's nice it's, it's nice to have that yes 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 well the next time it snows I'm calling you you're gonna come down and go sled riding with me okay so. yeah you're doing it I don't care what you I, got going on I'm I need to be on hot chocolate duty with your mom <laughs> You could do that. It's fine. I'll just demand more marshmallows and a little bit of Bailey's. <laughs> have oh at it. That's fine. You can video and you can uh, yeah, enjoy I'll, that I'll part. But you, I'll be there no, with the I, kids. I would. I would go. Okay. I think. Yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> well, now that the snow's gone, I can actually mm-hmm. completely roll up my sidewalls on my tunnels. I so, know. We're venting, venting them all up. Feels so good. We. Yep. Everybody's breathing. Feels good. And wa- we're watering. I know Judd's like watering stuff today and it's nice. It's nice to get that little break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes the the cold freeze too, even on tunnel management, which is what we're going to be talking about today, is it's kind of nice to get a breather from it too because everything's just cold and, yes. you know, status quo. So you're not really doing much <laughs> from a management standpoint. But yeah, today we are part two of mm-hmm. tunnels. So we kind of talked about last week of, um, you know, all the things like what different types of tunnels and things to consider, site considerations. Mm -hmm. But today we're going to talk about what to plant, when to plant, what should be in those tunnels, some management of those tunnels Mm -hmm. and just some, some general advice. But yeah. And I feel like that's a huge part. It's like now you, now you've got the thing you're staring at it. It's beautiful and ready to go. So now Mm -hmm. it's like, which I think the scary part of getting a tunnel is like you have that investment, but you have to have the plan to go with it. And Mm -hmm. that's hopefully where this episode can come in and help you. Um, These are all of our lessons learned. It's funny. I shared a picture of the snow from a couple of years ago (laughs) on Instagram. And I'd like, really, when we say learn from our mistakes, like, I really mean that. Like, please don't put your tunnels too close together. Don't. We're both yeah. kicking each our butts right now. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. But it's a lot I wish I would have had a podcast to somebody to tell me that. To say, yeah. somebody, I just wish somebody had been like, 
hey, I know you're trying to cram as much as you can into the space, but right. yes, you're going to really regret it. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when you guys ask us about high tunnels, the, one of the biggest questions is always is like, what are we planting and when are you planting it? And what really needs to be in the tunnels? So, and th- those are all good things. Like what, what crops meet the criteria for being in a, in a tunnel crop? Like what just performs better in there. So there's lots of questions around that. And the truth is, you know, for us is that when we mentioned this in part one, but that it is a new growing environment. So it's protected, it's warmer, some plants thrive better in those scenarios. We're going to share a little bit about some of our favorite tunnel crops here in a little bit. But I think one of the big things is when you are selecting crops is understanding that because you have the overhead of the tunnel, that space goes for either like higher, it's more higher cost specialty crops. Um, And because you have that overhead, you're going to need to charge more for those than your field crops. So just thinking about that on pricing, what does that look like? Having something before the season, before it's actual like field season is a premium. So we should be charging that way too. So just thinking about what that looks like um, for you too when you're and who you're selling to is a good consideration. Yeah. I think too, we're zone, both of us are zone six. So we're, Mm -hmm. you know, Ohio, Midwest. And and so when we're giving you a lot of this information, it's coming from that growing, those growing conditions and that growing zone. I remember I talked to somebody on Instagram one time that was growing in Alaska and they have, so they use their tunnels very differently because she actually grows zinnias. That's the only way that she can actually get a zinnia to Mm. bloom within their season and get production out of it is to put it in a high tunnel. For us, Zinnia in a high tunnel would just be oh, powdery God, mildew no. death yeah. by June, never. right? Yes. You couldn't, yeah. you know? So that's a really cool thing about tunnels in your space. Some some of them, it's like a wind, being able to have like wind protection. If they mm-hmm. get like excessive rain, you can control those environments more. So high tunnels are really very versatile tools to have, you know, on your farm. There's so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you can, we talked about it last time, but to heat them. So you can really use them as you just look at them as a tool or, you know, for your farm or whatever. But the way Shannon and I operate ours is that we mostly just grow higher dollar crops Mm -hmm. in the high tunnels. And that's just, just because we have access to field, the field space to grow some that are other. Although some of mine, I would say are not high dollar crops, but I choose to grow them. We'll talk about those, what those are here later. But even Shannon and I, we're in the same zone. We still we yeah, grow things, things different. Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of this, a lot of the same, but, um, you know, how we use that, you plant a lot more on with a tractor and you have a yeah. planter. So mm-hmm. sometimes that makes more sense yeah. to do things in the field versus mm-hmm. the higher labor inputs that it costs to manage something inside of a high tunnel. Also, we didn't talk about this. Are we talking about, I put bed layout in here. I just popped that in mm-hmm. there, but you know, oh, different yeah. ways to use your tunnel. We don't really have this in there, yeah. so I can pop this yeah. in, but, uh, I've seen people using them for workshops, mm-hmm. for like workshop space, and that might be cheaper than building a building. And then they still have plants that are planted on the the outsides. Mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, people use uh, raised beds in there. Mm-hmm. We don't. We we use a tractor mm-hmm. and tillers, mm-hmm. and we till everything up. We use them. We plant pretty much every square inch of those. But there's lots of different ways to to use the to utilize that space and we'll talk about bed layout here in a few but yeah yeah lots of different ways to use those as a tool for your farm so mm-hmm. yeah and if we're kind of talking about like what Lindsay and I how what we're growing in our tunnels like I had somebody ask me send me a message and say what is you have three or you have four tunnels what do they look like now mm-hmm. <laughs> in this is January 25th when we're recording this. So what it looks like for me now is one one of my tunnels has the first succession of ranunculus in and the beds are prepped for the second succession of ranunculus and anemones. My other tunnel has tulips, the no-till tulips. We have an episode on tulips when we first started recording, I think, that talked a little bit about yeah, it's like really way back. I don't know. Were we doing them no till at that point? I think we were. Mm-hmm. I think we yeah. talked a little bit about that. I just yeah. hadn't had Tulip Gate yet. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Yeah. Oh. So okay. you said that. I got bless my heart. It's okay. <laughs> I survived. <laughs> yeah, it's all no. good. 
Yeah, so we have our tulips in there, and then the third tunnel is full of just spring crops, so fall-planted spring crops, and that kind of boosts my spring CSA. And then in the fourth, my Craigslist tunnel, which I talked about in episode one, that thing is eucalyptus only at this point. So I'm only growing uke in there, and that's like going to become its own little jungle in there, which which is good. So the the long-term plan is that the second succession of ranunculus goes in, the tulips eventually come out after they bloom, and that and that tunnel will be my lisianthus. So I'll have a tunnel of lizzie, and then my spring tunnel, I tr- typically transition into fall mums or some other fall extras that might get me past the frost, get me a couple extra weeks of flowers. Yeah. 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 Mine is very – mine. I would say mine is very similar. We – we're at a point where we need another tunnel. We're in the process of trying to get that. It's the spring flush where we really yes. kind of were like, man, we need we need more space. So, and it happens every year. And so now I feel like I'm just getting to the point that I can address that, you know, financially sure. or whether it comes to the grant yeah. or whatever. So ours is the same. You know, we have an entire tunnel of spring planted stuff. We have one full tunnel of ranunculus and a few anemone. Mm-hmm. And then tunnel three still has more ranunculus and our no-till tulips are in there. Mm-hmm. And then uke is yeah. in two of the tunnels. But um, yeah, so that's, we could have a whole, we really could fill an entire another tunnel. So we just yeah. we scale back and then I tend to like move stuff outside. So I end up doing mm-hmm. another succession of spring stuff um, outside to kind of cover that gap. Mm-hmm. But, we, uh, you know, one thing too, with having a fourth, if, you know, having a fourth tunnel with that, you can choose to do cover cropping even inside yeah. of a tunnel. You can give a tunnel breather because we're always, we're rotating. I'm assuming you are too. Mm-hmm. We're rotating where those no-till tulips are, where our ranunculus and anemone are. We're trying to give those a break. So that within itself is tunnel management. So even if you had one tunnel, I would still recommend within your bed layout to do crop rotation within there because you can really yeah. – you know, cause some really, issues for yourself. Yeah, it caused some mm-hmm. issues. Disease issues, very prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's we're gonna talk about that here in a few. But yeah, that's that's what mine looks like. And then we'll talk about later what it looks like seasonally. But for us right now in the winter, you mm-hmm. know, people are like, that's What do you have planted? I'm like, every square I just planted. <laughs> <laughs> like if I could plant yeah. the walkways, I would figure out if I could figure out how to do it, I would do it. Yes. Uh so yeah, yeah. it's maximizing it- that space. And in our zone, so depending on what zone you're in, you might not need to cover or uncover your crops, mm-hmm. but part of the winter dance that we do on the farms is the the cover-uncover game. And typically, we're mostly – we only cover our tulips if they're kind of in bud form, so I don't really mm-hmm. touch them too much. But our ranunculus we're covering, if it's going to be below freezing – we cover ranunculus and we cover the spring crops. And spring crops, I mean, I'm, to me, that's kind of babying them. They'd probably be fine, but we still cover them if they're going to get pretty cold. And our uke gets covered, help perennialize those a little bit. So that has to be in consideration of how you're going to be managing your tunnel. Thinking about the row cover is, you know, is it's an extra job in the winter. So if you're thinking about taking the winter off, air quoting, that is like a daily management. And plus just the daily man- management of venting and all that too. So just some considerations if you're thinking mm-hmm. through that. Yeah. My mom said, I think it was our, it was one of our last episodes of the year. And I was talking about how it might've been a spill of dirt. Somebody had a question about uh, like is business for me. And I was talking about having mm-hmm. the band. I don't remember this. My mom told me this, but having the bandwidth to like, you get frustrated with something. Sure. And I said, you have to realize like, is there something else going on in your life? And so my mom said, you know what I thought of? I was like, what? And she said, doing the covering the the plants with you. Like this was like right before <laughs> we had surgery and it did not go well. The, I was just, things were st- and stuff wasn't yes. going on. She couldn't hear me. I'm like pulling on the fabric. I'm like pulling her around. I'm like just not the best version of myself. Okay. So anyway, yes. I say that funny. to say that sometimes the um, <laughs> that covering and uncovering can challenge can you. It can be tense. <laughs> yes. Um, we like in the last couple of years switched over because Yoder's, Yoder's is one of the supply places that we get our row cover, has a 50-foot wide piece of row cover. So now we just pull one big blanket over the entire tunnel instead of going like each little row. So that's kind of nice, but it's a two-person job then. I mean, one person can do it, but 
that you kind of have to do it like in stages but it does help like because you know you know everyone has like a gazillion pieces of different cut mismatched row cover mm-hmm. pieces and all that so it does kind of help with that so but it's still frustrating yeah we did it yeah. we, this year we organized it it was in 14 14 mm-hmm. foot so we're only doing yeah. we're not doing as many you know yeah with that, with, yeah. With that you can make that that's smart I didn't realize they sold a 50 foot mm-hmm. yeah we yeah. went through that was one of the things I told the girls to do that was to organize our row cover like I hated that it was not organized or labeled. Oh, yeah. So that way we least know, because we don't have standardized beds for absolutely everything. So we, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we have, ran- we just have random pieces. So we went through and kind of organized all that. And we have different weights of the, of yeah. the Agrabon too. So you're like, yes. is this enough weight, you know, mm-hmm. for how cold it's getting, you know, that whole gamble. <laughs> so we, we have done yeah. better this year. I feel like we did better. Yeah. And I feel like row cover is like the fitted sheet. Like I would just like yes. roll it into a ball and throw it in. It is. The- it I really know. is. It it's is. like the fitted sheet of the farming world. I know. Just never. And it's always like when you go to pull it out in the spring. This is. I swear. Every year I'm like, let's get it out of the tunnels. Like I'm done with it. We're we don't. Yeah. We're not going to need it. And it. The ten day forecast is you know like fifty degrees, like low of like forty, and then. <laughs> Like day 12, it's like 13. I'm like, it's the middle of May. Like, are you joking? And the girls are like, every year, I swear, the girls are like, are we really, are you sure? Are you sure? Because we can just keep it in there a little bit longer. Yeah, but I know. My God. I know. It's, it's, it's one of the sucky things about tunnels, in my opinion. Yeah. And then, okay, the other thing that, you know, Judd's like my weatherman. So I'm like, I refuse to monitor <laughs> to the weather app because I like literally need nothing else to monitor. Like, yeah, I don't care. Just tell me. Just tell me what needs to be done. So yeah. you do have to become like really in tune with the weather, which you is do. annoying. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do, which, but there's but there's ways yeah. to set um, alarms. So like, I have an app mm-hmm. that will send me an alert if it's going to be below twenty seven. Oh, so then nice. it's yeah. yeah, it takes away some of that a little bit, some Ugh. of that pressure and yeah, mon- I know. <laughs> Just I know. Once you get system. older, you get achy joints, and then you just tune right into that weather. Yep. Oh, <laughs> Shoulder you get getting yep. old. Hey, I'm getting some. It must be dropping down. It's gonna get cold. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh out there to the road cover. I know. Oh. Yeah. So that's some of the yes. complaints. We gotta just keep it real. There are some things. Not gonna just be like the best thing ever. Perfect. There's some really sucky things that happen too. Yeah. So I mean, we do it because money. Yes. Because it it brings in money. Yes. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. We got to complain a little bit. Yeah. There's just things about all the things that. Yeah. And we want you guys to be informed. That's right. Okay. So digging into like managing the tunnels, we talked a little bit about bed bed layout. So on our, in our tunnels, we don't do raised beds or anything only for no-till tulips. Do we create like a mock raised bed? Judd kind of creates a little bit of a raised bed, like with a shovel, you know, like it's, it's good old, it's good mm-hmm. old fashioned creating a raised bed. And we typically do a layer of compost that the or, our recent soil test said that our organic matter was super high in our tunnels. So we're backing off of that a little bit this year and we do 30, 30 inch beds in the tunnels. So like ranunculus, that looks like five wide. Lizzie, it's like five to six wide. Um, So most crops, but we're kind of cramming them in there a little bit because that's some premium space. So we do just 30 inch like mock raised beds in the tunnels and just um, make the amendments and stuff as necessary in there, but but nothing else. We were talking to Yoders because we were thinking about extending one of our tunnels out. So our well, if you're looking at the tunnels one, two, three, the one that's still 72, we were thinking about extending that out. And you can, because we need heated space for seed starting. Mm-hmm. But and Yoda's was telling us, which this is really cool and just a consideration for you, but you can create like a like a heat curtain, like a curtain, an insulated mm-hmm. curtain, and only heat certain zones of your greenhouse. So that's mm-hmm. something to consider too. That's like an either an upgrade that you can do or a way that you can create different temperature zones in your greenhouse. So there's lots of different extras. We talked a little bit about that in part one. Lots of different extras for doing exactly what what you're looking for. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's cool. How mm-hmm. would you guys heat it? I, well, you know? see, we don't have natural gas on the property. It'd probably have to be propane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As my guess. Yeah, depending on what size it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't, it would yeah. probably be manageable to do that, to put up extra tanks. Yeah. How wide are your walkways in your tunnels? Um, I don't think they're very wide at all. 
like maybe yeah, two to three feet. Oh, really? See, so yeah, we're we're like eighteen inches. So okay. that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, we do. That, that's tight. It's tight. Yeah. How many beds are you getting? Well, about the same. So we do. So in one of the one of the tunnels, this is where mm-hmm. like I haven't done a great job with standard standardization. But this first tunnel is really low. That low first mm-hmm. tunnel we have we have three foot beds in there. So we have like two beds on the sides that I think are two feet, and then we have like five mm-hmm. three foot beds or something like or okay. something like that. And then yeah. we've got like twelve to eighteen inch walkways. Might be yeah. four beds in there. Yeah. But it's t- it's tight. Like yeah, we I. It's barely. That's it. (laughs) That's basically you sit a bucket in there and we're not harvesting much. And I mean, we're not um, stripping anything in there. We we take everything out and harvest it and, you know, or harvest it and then strip it in the barn just for sanitation reasons. But yeah, we have them tight. And then our other tunnels are on four foot. I just like working in a three foot bed better. I like that smaller space versus that four foot bed. So yeah, Yeah. we have a little bit of some layout that we've, that we're going to change. But four foot is just nice because like the netting comes in a four foot row and yeah, it just, you know, mm-hmm. how do you net if you're on a 30, 30 inch bed, do they make 30 inch netting or you guys cut no, it down? We just, yeah, we, we cut just, it. Yeah. And sometimes it's like overlaps a little bit on the side. Yeah. You know, we just tighten it and sometimes there's a little bit extra. Yeah. Airflow. One of the biggest considerations with the tunnel will, and one of your biggest jobs will be venting it, making sure that it's not too hot and that it has enough airflow through. So that's either roll up sides. Was it you who like broke your hand on yeah, the Yeah, broke my hand. Mm-hmm. That's right. That mm-hmm. was a, year, a couple years ago. That was two before years. the podcast. Two winters yeah. ago. What's up with the winter thing? I like, Yeah, it was <laughs> no. like, I, I just do this just to get out of stuff. I'm like, well, girls, I can't do anything. Yeah, my I was rolling up, rolling up the sidewall, got to the top yeah. and um. It was just a little fracture across the front of my the top of my yeah bone it was but those, I hit it they they can unravel they come some force. down fast yes yeah. it yeah, hurt and I was like man that hurt and then I was like <laughs> it was bruised and then it just like continued to like increase yeah. in pain for like day four I was like yes. eh, I should probably get this looked at <laughs> yeah yeah sidewalls you have you have Side the wall. same you don't have the the mechanized ones yet do you like the electronic no. sidewalls. That's no, on my list. Not yeah. It's not yeah. that much of an investment for I know, it's probably not. Why is it so hard? It's hooked to a third well, you'd have to run electric to yours because oh, you don't have yeah, electric to them. Yeah. Ugh. So it's we have electric ran to ours, but it's I want to say it's only like there's a, a main panel that goes in there and then mm-hmm. it's hooked to the thermostats within mm. in the, each tunnel. So I have thermostats in the tunnels well, to be able nice. to see that. And then it rolls up the sidewalls based off of temperature in that's the tunnel. That's very nice. Yeah. 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 Airflow is really important for, Mm -hmm. you know, pest and disease management. So just overall, you're growing in a completely different space than what you are outside. So the game changes a little bit on, on airflow. I know Shan, Mm -hmm. she doesn't, like she said, she doesn't have fans or anything like that. I, some important things with airflow is, are um, having six foot sidewalls. So maximum, you know, access to have air come through. Space between tunnels is another one. So the two tunnels of mine that are really close, the one is a four foot and the other is a six foot. The four foot tunnel just doesn't get the same airflow. It's also getting its air the way our wind direction comes. It's actually getting it through tunnel two into tunnel one. Mm-hmm. So it's it's even getting yeah. less airflow. Yes. So there's, that's the tunnel that I said I actually upgraded half fans. They're circulating fans that go mm-hmm. in there. So mm-hmm. there's two fans that point uh, one direction towards one end wall, and then the other two are flipped and they point back towards the other way. So it Ooh. circulates that's that nice. air and gets good airflow within there. So that was something I needed to do because I we were getting a lot of powdery mildew issues. And I, you can just tell that a plant is stressed, like the thing is just yeah. too hot in there. They get very, very hot. So, but yeah, airflow and making sure those things are are vented every day. If you can mm-hmm. about anything above freezing, they should be open. So yeah. Yeah. And in the summer, I mean, mine are open all summer. Yeah, we don't yeah. even touch yeah. them in the, you know, they're just, yeah. they're just wide open, but the, the management piece is in the winter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pest, pest management. My mm-hmm. tunnels get like a whole different set of insects than my yeah. field stuff. Mm-hmm. So for us on the farm, it's t- mostly aphids is the biggest thing that we kind of deal with in the tunnels. And that a lot of it is just kind of seeing it and watching for it. 
so that you can be more preventative instead of just trying to save the crop. So aphids kind of are are our big one mm-hmm. in the tunnels for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, same. We've white flies another one that creeps, yeah. you know, yeah, can yeah, pop yeah. in there, white fly yes. and um, yeah. but, but spring, it typically is the spring stuff that we get aphids on the worst. Um, yeah. it's when those, you know, conditions are, seem to be mm-hmm. the right. And like you said, it's just doing IPM, walking through, checking the plants, being digital, yeah. uh, being, you know, very routine about checking them and then looking on the underside of the plants, that's where they like to hide. And once you see one, you need to get after it, you know, because otherwise they, they really take off very quickly. So yes. Okay. Weed management. Honestly, this is the biggest thing in our tunnels because our tunnels have been there for so long. We're at the stage now where we're kind of fighting some perennial type weeds, which is Mm -hmm. tough. So there, you know, some people will like solarize with a tarp to try to like kill off Mm -hmm. some of those weeds. Um, for us, basically, you know, we're still just doing some basic weed management, hoeing, um, hand weeding when necessary, hopefully not. But we really try, like for us, it's weekly going in and running a hoe through that to try to keep down. It, chickweed is the worst. That is the, <sighs> that is <laughs> in our Same. tunnel. That is the absolute worst. So I think kind of just, again, same thing as pests. It's that kind of root, getting in the routine of addressing it, it's not when you can see the weed. It's you're kind of from the standing position, like it's already a little bit too progressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just kind of keeping on that. But for us, it's kind of those perennial weeds that are really popping up in the tunnel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and solarization can work too. It's just mm-hmm. it can be like it needs to be like I don't know, it's like one twenty five to one forty yeah. or something for I don't know even know how many days to get them. Basically, that you're making sure you're reaching that like six inches of soil depth to keep mm-hmm. them like very hot. So you're closing up the tunnel, but there, there's all kinds of ways to do, to do that. You don't use fabric in your tunnels, nor do I. Right. No. Right. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, fabric to me is just moving it around and touching yeah. it makes me feel you like make I'm it hotter, a hot space, even hotter. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> don't, I'm not into it. For us, that it makes it easier, I think, to tear out those crops and, mm-hmm. and get things switched yeah. around, add in organic material if you if you're needing to use it. But yeah, we you know we're using our tunnels all year long, mm-hmm. so we're constantly you know ours is just hand weeding. We're trying to get that stuff when it comes in, and then there yeah. becomes a point in the tunnel too with some stuff in the spring where you're like, okay, the ranunculus are almost done. I don't know I don't how much anymore. am I gonna. I don't care. Yeah. You know, like it, we weed take over. Yeah, we weed to the point where it's – is it going to affect the crop and the value of yeah. that crop? Not because, you know, you don't mm-hmm. want it to get choked out by chickweed and then you're losing something that you've been managing all summer, you know, all – excuse me, all winter long. So, yeah, but we don't yeah. – we don't spray. But we're having the same – we're having the same issue. We got to figure – got to figure something out. We did a complete um, flip of the tunnels in the fall where we mm-hmm. went in, composted everything. I was in there with the tractor tilling stuff up and really just like – trying to rework that soil to to kind of get those we reformed beds and things like that so i'm hoping that helps a little bit with weed management yeah. we added a lot of leaf compost and stuff in there so yeah fingers crossed one can wish <laughs> i know they never go away i know. never 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 it's like well they're just like plants like they're bigger and stronger in the tunnel <laughs> than they than they are out in yeah. the field everything because- grows better in the tunnel even the damn weeds <laughs> seriously yeah. It's true. hundred I mean, percent. And then pest going to pest back up to pest management for a minute. Mm-hmm. You can also bump into voles. You know, you can have yeah. not just those types of issues. Keeping critters out of your out of your tunnels. My critters happen to be my stupid chickens that we we now have netting to get up so they can't get into the tunnels. We last year we planted Dusty Miller and then replanted Dusty Miller and replanted and replanted. They would go in the same spot. I'm like you have an entire farm to take a dust bath. Like, get out of my dusty miller that I just paid for. Like, no, all. I was yeah. gonna boil her. I just can't. Yeah, but mice. Yeah, mice. You know, we old. always have in the winter. We have traps always set in the tunnels, just because we in farm cats. I mean, our farm cats really help yep. out that a lot. If a couple times last year, we we're like, wow, we're really getting a lot of mice damage, but or vole damage. And we just let our, we locked our cats in there overnight. And that seems to work. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just kind of managing those. Those are kind of like the winter critters that we're mostly dealing with. At the, yeah. You know, that time. So, yeah, disease management. Ooh. You had some issues with that last year, yeah. did you not? And what mm-hmm. was that was with last your ranunculus? Yep, the ranunculus. Yeah, they were it's some kind of like fusarium, I think. And so we did a soil drench. So if you're in Ohio, Ohio State has like a group. I don't know if it's they're doing it for two years. I'll have to figure it out so I can tell you guys on, on the next Spill the Dirt episode. But there's a group of people who study plant pathologists um, mm-hmm. where you can send for free your samples to them and they'll tell you what it mm-hmm. is and what and they'll give you recommendations. So I've been working with them for the last couple of years. They came out to the farm to visit just to like learn more about what we're doing. And they're kind of it's like a it's a grant that was received by OSU. So any Ohioans out there, Ohio farmers, that's a really great resource. And I will get back to you guys on on that. But I've used that a couple of times and we're doing some soil drench stuff this year. We brought in some additional topsoil because soil replacement is one of the issues. So what happens is, is that when you, over over time, when you plant that tunnel so often, it just like creates um, an environment for like soil borne diseases. Um, so mm-hmm. for us, it was like kind of creating like the heads of our ranunculus would snap off, the leaves would yellow, like it would be, things would look beautiful. But then when it came time to bloom, they like yellowed and got yucky. So um Again, just we're going to be dealing with those things. So try not to like get the highs and lows of it, you know, because it can be it can be super frustrating. Does not Mm -hmm. anything that attacks your whole tunnel. But what was happening was we were getting condensation in the tunnel and it was dripping. Mm -hmm. So it drips and then it splashes up that bacteria onto the leaves, which then makes it spread. So it was happening in the areas and you could like see where there was condensation dripping. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's just, you know, we're doing some soil replacement stuff. We're still going to do the soil drench. We do like a, we do a drench of the plants before we before we plant. So there's lots of different things. There's lots of great resources on that. So yeah. You might consider, I know you don't want to run electric, but you might consider fans that helps with that, that condensation. Oh yeah. Yeah. I probably clears it. I know we need to. Yeah. Yeah. It just takes it like that heat and that's, it just makes it Mm -hmm. just a little bit better of a growing environment for it. But Mm -hmm. you, I mean, again, you don't have to do it. You're, you're obviously doing it now without it. So just something to, something to consider. Mm -hmm. Are you dealing with much disease stuff in yours or have you? Some, um, it's very hit and miss in like certain areas. And we're like, I'm just like, I don't know it, well, I if it were affecting there. an entire crop. Yeah. It's not anything that yeah. I've like really addressed. And we've, I feel like we address it with crop rotation. I feel like I should mm-hmm. knock on wood, although this is an Ikea desk and I seriously doubt there's anything <laughs> wood in this thing. Oh my God. The year. Okay. I knocked on this Christmas tree thing. Um, so yeah, I, we've had some, some issues we have mostly with our Lysianthus is where we've had our wow. biggest issues where mm-hmm. we get this disease on there that actually creates like big almost like blisters or lesions on it Ooh. on the leaves themselves and then we get what almost looks like a water spot on the flower and it's it's like a blister what? yeah oh, so we've sent it out and it's something that corn field corn gets I'm like okay oh, well okay. this is lysianthus so and th- again this can comes into like how do you manage your farm do you use chemicals yeah. do you do it organically that whole approach you know, whether, what you choose to do there. So for me, sometimes like we don't, I don't spray. And so we'll spray on organics. If that's not working, I'll just pull the crop and then we'll assess the situation from there. So, you know, that's up to the individual on how you want to manage that. We never really give you too much information either way on that, but there is, you know, organic and, you know, chemical type controls for all those things. But mm-hmm. again, with any of this pest management and weed management and disease, it's, you need to be in those tunnels, looking at them, walking through, actually seeing what the crop looks like, being curious about it. I mean, that's the biggest thing is yeah. for any of this stuff to get ahead of it and get ahead of the problem. So daking and netting, mm-hmm. that's Ugh. the the next. I hate, I, know. I like cringe when I touch the hort netting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh was it last year it was two years ago when you came and we took some of our pictures and you helped us raise the netting on our lizzie (laughs) yeah i literally cringe i hate looking at it i hate touching it i didn't mind it that day like when it's not mine i was like it's totally fine (laughs) great right i'm like yeah i'm I'm down to help whatever you guys need (laughs) i need to take that attitude when it's mine you know it's like yeah okay no big deal it's no big deal 
not a big deal. Do you remember yeah. last year with my netting in the tunnel? Do you remember an animal came through oh, one yeah. side and chewed from one corner at a diagonal <laughs> from the top corner of my tunnel all the way across? Chewed it. The what whole the thing. Heck? I don't know. Did you I was like, what it was? No, I don't know. Because whatever it was just ate the netting. Like it didn't eat the plants. Like it clearly could have eaten everything that was in there. I was like munched oh, on it. So I was like, oh, could Apple it be a Latin. rabbit? Bigfoot. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Appalachian Bigfoot. I don't know. I think it was maybe it was a skunk, but I don't think it was a yeah. rabbit. How high was it? Was it low on the ground? It was very low. I mean, it was oh, seven inches right, off the ground. It was really low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first, I was like, "Did one of like did somebody run cut through it. this? Did did I cut it? You know, yeah. I'm like, is one of my employees like really upset with me about something? You know, like you're just like, <laughs> clearly not because they had to fix it. So it was insane. You know, it was yeah. like something you're like, this. I feel like when you this is one of those things like irrigation fabric and netting every time you touch it it's like money's just going out the door yeah, in labor 100%. every time yeah so here we but are replacing scary. netting it's definitely necessary, necessary. Yes. yes and Especially i think tunnels. for sure in the tunnels because mm -hmm. stuff just grows better in there so plants get taller uh a lot like lisianthus for us they definitely need yeah. to be staked and yeah wind we have pure sand i mean that so mm -hmm. I get a lot of net people ask me netting questions. Do you net this? And my answer is always like, probably, yep. <laughs> like, probably. <laughs> I've oh tried God, not to. Uh, I know. No. We we're there's things though that we are we get back to and we're like, okay, we don't have to net that. Like every yeah. year we like we're trialing different things and mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know, but yeah, netting yeah. and staking. It's def it's definitely everything grows bigger and better in a tunnel. Yeah. We'll. We'll talk about shade cloth here in a second, but you know, it's stretching for the light. It's a controlled mm -hmm. environment and it gets you just a more premium crop, even with dianthus, like our dianthus and stuff that are in a tunnel versus outside. It's wild. The different status, you know, we'll get yeah. an extra eight inches on a stem, nine inches. Mm -hmm. it's, it's wild how much it, yeah. it, it changes being inside there. So pretty much everything we net yeah. in there yeah. with the exception of a few things, but yeah. Um, so when we're, we're using typically like the six, what, six inch square hort netting. And so you, you can get that. Some people will, I've seen use like metal cages. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like those metal. Oh yeah. Cages. They're the, like, um, like hog panels or something that they. Cattle panels. Cattle yeah. <laughs> they bend them. Yes. Um, yeah. which is like a more permanent. Yep. You know, so hort netting can be kind of ex expensive, but it, when you need it, you definitely need it. So if you are thinking about thinking, if you're looking at a crop and being like, hmm, do I need to net this? And it's in the tunnel. I would err on the side of, I would say yes. You know, I would just net it. And if next year you'll, you'll know, you know, whether you need it or not. So you can use, you can put the netting over either T-posts, garden stakes. I'm no longer using garden stakes after you did your... <laughs> You were using, oh, yeah. using the post pounder and it hit you. Oh yeah. You were just like, I have had some things. <laughs> you have. I did. It, that, 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 you're talking about like a tomato steak. Yes. Yeah. Like a yeah. garden. Yeah. Like a wooden steak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Took myself out with one of that. The tea, the tomato steak. Yeah. I think it was like a six foot one, and I was mm -hmm. pounding it in because of <laughs> with a with a T post driver, a metal T post driver up near my face, it broke basically at my mouth. So the oh. whole thing came back and cracked me in the <laughs> in the head. And I went down. I was with Elizabeth. Thank oh God. God. I mean, I she took such good care of me too. Like Aww. I'm like, like hit the turf and she's like, are you okay? And the first thing I said is like, am I bleeding? Like am I broke open? Yeah. Like how I did not get stitches that day is beyond me. But I got a nice golf ball size goose egg on my oh. head. Bless her heart. She was oh so worried. Oh, yes. From yeah. that point forward, all of the wooden garden steaks, tomato steaks went in the burn pile. <laughs> <laughs> and we and we used T-Post. You can get like a Johnny's hoop bender and create mm. like what? <laughs> what are those no. called? Like the little, what the do you call the, the, yeah, like the. You conduit. 
Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can bend conduit to create like a, you know, a two, <laughs> what, what am I saying? What, what? I don't a know hoop. words. Thank a you. Hoop? Yeah. You okay? <laughs> you okay? Yeah. And then you can put either side into the, into your hort netting so you can kind of move it up and down with that. Totally yep. up to you, you know, do what you wish, but you can reuse those conduit ones. We have some and reuse them. They're good. Is that what you yeah. use? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, we use a couple different. Yeah, in our mm -hmm. high tunnels, most of the time we use the the hoops on our four foot mm -hmm. beds. The three foot beds, we use like a rebar that we got at Tractor Supply yeah. or something. Mm -hmm. It's actually if you're having people in, you have to be aware of your surroundings because like you could take an eye out. There's they're skinny yeah. like metal poles. They really yeah. should be replaced oh. with something else. But we actually covered them with uh, PEX, which is mm -hmm. just like a plastic. Uh, mm -hmm. tubing. And so we kind of made those mini tunnels ourselves, like those mini hoops that we were just talking about yeah. so that it was safer over top. So we weren't going to get like dinged yeah. with anything. It's, it doesn't yeah. look the greatest, but it's functional. But okay. Yes. Netting. You should do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not you, okay. not eucalyptus. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be some exceptions, right? Yeah. But like general crops, I think. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Not status. I think of the exception. Yeah, we don't do status. We don't do dianthus in our tunnel. Mm -hmm. What else? Like obviously spiky things, stock, snaps, mm -hmm. uh, delphinium. We do feverfew in the tunnel, so it gets fever huge. Few, mm -hmm. Yeah, feverfew needs netted in the tunnels. Poppies, you won't. Yeah, no poppies. Anything that's kind of like lower growing, like for mm -hmm. our foxglove, we we don't net the foxglove. Right. Yeah, so you'll kind of get an idea, you know, what needs netted and what doesn't. Yep. Watering. Mm -hmm. So we we run traditional drip irrigation into our tunnels. You'll have a header line at the top of the tunnel. You'll run three to four rows of drip, depending on what, what it is that, how much water you need. Do you run four lens or three? Uh, of drip? Drip. Mm -hmm. Four rows. Five. Yeah, because you're real sandy. So you, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I think we run three to four depending kind of on the crop. Yeah. So depending on your soil structure, if you have sandier soil, like Lindsay, you're going to have to put down some extra drip because your, you know, your water isn't going to spread as much as as it would in like a clay type soil. Yeah. It's Tracy, our friend Tracy, who actually you're going to hear from. She, yeah. She's going to do an episode with us on tunnel management. She's she's fantastic. She, she came here one time and she's like, why are you not watering your plants? Like, I mean, she was like dead serious. <laughs> like, like, I am watering my plants. Like I literally just watered them actually. And mm -hmm. so, she, you know, I'm like showing her, but my soil is straight, is sand. So when I water it, the water goes straight down. It doesn't go mm -hmm. out. Whereas most drip tape with people, when you have the drip, it, it gets on the soil and it actually spreads out on that soil profile and then drops down. So once it gets saturated and it hits those roots and I don't have that. So with drip tape, you can buy different uh, spacing for the holes. So there's actually like six and 12 inch spacing. Mm -hmm. So I have to go with a tighter spacing and we try to yeah. plant plants almost on that drip. It's very, uh, it's a, it's definitely a challenge that we have with, with regards to planting. But yeah, we, that was one of the things early on that I felt not confused, but I was just didn't know. I felt a little lost on like, how often do I water? When should I be watering these things? And because, you know, outside for whatever reason, you know, they're getting, they're getting rain. It seemed easier to, to mm -hmm. feel that profile. So, but it's just, it's just going in like you would and checking down to see like how much moisture is actually in the soil by those roots. But, you know, it depends on how hot it is outside, what type of crop it is, all of those things that go into you know, yeah. specifics with watering, but yeah. But I would say irrigation is a must. You'll mm -hmm. have to have some form of irrigation. Some people will either utilize drip irrigation. Some people I've seen use like a sprinkler, like a wobbler sprinkler in there and water that way. So there's lots of different options, but Lindsay and I, we use our like drip irrigation for the tunnels. Yes. And we use drip in the summer and in the mm -hmm. winter. So we're managing, you know, it's a little bit different. You're looking at the weather to see when should you water with regards to like roots freezing and when are you going to get a gap. Yeah. It's very also very different if you're watering, uh, excuse me, uh, no-till tulips, you know, mm -hmm. keeping keeping on those, getting all that stuff watered, keeping that consistent. So yeah, yeah, different uh, 
different way of managing water and the inside versus being outside. So yes. Shade cloth. Yeah. You use shade cloth? Mm-hmm. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think we use a 50%. Mm-hmm. We yeah. use 40 40 Whatever. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, that's always like the fun winter task is getting the shade cloth on. <laughs> Why? I, I, again, another one of the tasks that I hate. Well, it's just because we're, you know, it takes like a, pe- you know, you're throwing it over something over the tunnel yeah. to try to get it down. I love that. That's like one of my <laughs> favorite things because I'm the one that's always chucking it over and like getting the girls to pull it on. I feel like we've, we've done it so many times now. Yeah. Like you kind of get down to a system, but yeah, I enjoy that part. It does make part. a difference. It yeah. does make a big difference. Yeah. So the reason that you would have a shade cloth, so we we do it, uh, we put it on before ranunculus start blooming. Typically, when the tunnel, when the tunnel, when you can feel your tunnels getting hotter, basically, and especially in your spring crops that you, if you have fall planted spring crops, that's when we really utilize the the shade cloth just to keep that tunnel cooler and to try to keep those crops going a little bit longer, so they're not kind of petering out in the heat. And it's just nicer to work in there too with the shade cloth. Everything's nice about it. And we we typically leave ours on mm-hmm. through through the season. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. It's, it is another one of those that it reduces the light of the crop that's in there and it forces it to grow taller. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, there's no disadvantage to using it. I, yeah. We use it too. We same same reasons, especially with ranunculus. You're like I'm. You're always yeah. trying to baby them to get them to just give you every single stem that you possibly can before yeah. you know they shut down they like decide. the week of Mother's yeah. Day. <laughs> <laughs> I also shut down the week of Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah. Just we all do. Go to sleep. I'm like <laughs> everything was early last year. That was what was crazy. Yes. Everything was so early, and including so that's like that's kind of what helped bail me out with tulip gate but then the ranunculus were early you know and you're going like okay like 10 days makes a difference man like (laughs) oh mother's day's late this year cool that's cool (laughs) (laughs) great timing oh Oh, but yeah and then the last thing we have on here it's just like managing those tunnels is um just some there is some general maintenance just to think about like they don't just go in there and they're set forever. The plastic is Mm -hmm. usually four to five year plastic. There is some like greasing that you need to do for the levers on the side to the cranks. There's some grease fittings on there and just overall giving a maintenance check too. That's like one of the things I have to watch for with the tunnels shifting. Bolts can shear. We've had issues with Mm -hmm. that. We actually had one of our tunnels where the end wall sort of wanted to pull out where it was Mm -hmm. planted. uh, Planted. I said that the last episode too, where it's placed. And so we had to go in and put like extra bracing to sort of pull it back. And so that can affect like the plastic on it. So um, there is just winter if you have heavy snow load too, keeping Mm -hmm. the snow off of the sidewalls and, you know, away from, away from the tunnels. So there is, there's a little bit of that too, to, to deal with. So yeah. Yep. Okay. Man, we could have made this into a three-part. We still have crops to talk about. Hang on with us. Hang with us. Yes, a little bit longer. Okay. Yeah. This is the gold. Yeah. I think. Save (laughs) the best for last. (laughs) Just tell them that. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So people ask, what do I plant in my high tunnels? Here, we're kind of go over some of our favorite high tunnel flowers. We kind of mentioned before, generally, we're growing mostly specialty crops in the tunnel. So what does that look for us? And let's like start at the beginning of the season. Definitely tulips. So we fall plant our tulips with the no-till method to plant so that they bloom earlier than field-grown tulips. So that gets you an early start. I love the tunnel tulips. I'm actually only doing tunnel tulips this year. Our field ones are planted for like a U-pick kind of experience, which I could pull if I had to out of those. But generally... I am. I love the high tunnel tulips. They come early. They're really easy to sell. People are ready for spring crops. I always kind of think like the value of the crop goes down when people start seeing them bloom in their yards. So they really does get that early jump. And I think high tunnel tulips are really easy generally. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're pretty mm-hmm. no fuss. Um, so that's a good one. Yep. Yeah, we – same for us. I mean, we do no, we do those no-till. Mm-hmm. I feel like I wasn't doing a really good job of watering them mm-hmm. in the beginning. Like I did one year, I was like, man, I just 
they weren't as great for us. And I knew that I wasn't, I didn't do a good a job, like as good a job as I should have watering them in, getting those the, during the rooting stage. I feel like we've got that down now. And same thing, they, they're really easy um, and they're out early, then you still can go back in and plant other things behind them that you yes. can use for summer, which is good, which is mm-hmm. a good for that one. Of course, ranunculus and anemone, those are mm-hmm. great um, spring crops, which we've talked about. And that I think those particular crops give you an edge, differentiate you from other growers in your area and and really make, you know, make you stand out as like a specialty cut flower grower in my opinion. So yes. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Lily, do you do crate you do crate lilies in your tunnels? Yeah. Oh, I'm not I'm actually not doing lilies this year. I X them out. You I did. Yeah. It's a bold move. Them. I know. I know. I know. I I just I can't stand them, and really, my customers are not like that excited about them either. So yeah. I'm just doing without them. I'm actually I had better response last year with growing calla lilies in our greenhouse. That's cool. So the callas they you get multiple stems per. I don't know if, if it's like a root or a tuber I, that you get. It's kind of mm-hmm. funky looking, and the callas did better. So I cut the lilies out because they were so much work effort. Mm-hmm. Getting them in crates, potting them up, putting them in the cooler, watering them, bringing them out in successions, managing them. They're one of those high maintenance flowers, in my opinion, because it's like if it's hot that day, like they could all be wanting to open up. So catching mm-hmm. them at the right harvest stage is really important. They're just like one of those flowers that were like I was always like not struggling with, but I'm like, oh gosh, all the tulips are, or all the uh, lilies are going to bloom. It's hot. You know, you're trying to get them with, you know, in the closed bud, but colored bud stage. So Mm -hmm. lilies, I'm Xing, but a lot of people have a lot of success with lilies and they really do like the tunnel space. Yeah, they do. They Mm -hmm. like being in the tunnel. Yeah, we cut, we did cut our numbers down. Um, Last year was one of those years, like it was so cool in June. And then they bloomed yeah. in July when we actually had stuff. Because you really <laughs> want know. them for us. We're trying to time them for Jul- for June. June, yes. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, nobody yeah. wants a lily when the sunflowers are blooming. So yes. it's probably it's probably a good move on that part. But we mm-hmm. cut our numbers cut our numbers down on those yeah. two. I haven't nixed them completely. Lysianthus are, is another one. We grow – I think you grow an entire tunnel worth of mm-hmm. Lizzie. Yeah, the Lizzie are great. Yeah, they're fantastic. You can spread them out. So the nice thing with Lysianthus, at least in our zone, you can plant them early. You can mm-hmm. do a second succession of them with the grouping. So Lysianthus are like snapdragons. They have, as far as their like, what are, what's it called? It's like one, yeah, two, like three, a four. Group. Yeah, a group. Like a bloom group. group. That's the word yeah. I'm looking for, a bloom mm-hmm. group. So you can actually like group them out. So like some are going to bloom um, earlier than others. It's not like significantly by like weeks, no. but it does it does make a difference in the tunnel. Like you can tell, um, you know, it's not like sometimes I think with uh, tulips, they'll say like early season and late season. You're like, yeah. okay, let's just much, cut yeah. the crap. This is not real. <laughs> like this is just like maybe early might yeah. mean like it blooms five days. It really depends on your your weather. But mm-hmm. Lysianthus are they're similar to that. But you can group them. And the nice thing is once you cut them and you have that first succession, if you are like watering them well, fertilizing, you'll get a second flush out of those. They're going to be shorter, but they're going to be usable stems. If you grow heirloom mums, which is also on this list that we have, you can get them to time up with heirloom mums, Lysianthus with those and uke in the fall. And then you've got another season extension and it's beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you do dahlias? Have you tried dahlias in your tunnel? We do some, we typically do, if I have like June or late June or July weddings, I Mm -hmm. will put those colors in the tunnel. So for us, the dahlias are more for early blooms, not for later blooms. Because once it frosts outside, typically if you get a hard frost, like the tunnel dahlias are done too, because we have unheated space. So don't think of it as much as later, having later blooms for longer, like we would typically think with tunnels, it's more valuable for the early blooms. Because once the field dahlias start blooming, like we don't even bar- we don't barely cut out of the ones in the greenhouse. So really, for them, if you want to grow dahlias in your tunnel, you're going to get them earlier, but you're going to have to cut them deeper because your dahlias can get crazy tall in the tunnels. Mm-hmm. I mean, just 
So you really have to cut them hard and cut them really deep. They're going to need the extra water. They're going to need all of the things that they get in the field. They just need a lot of consideration and they definitely need staking because they get massive. So just a few things to think of on the dahlias. But for early blooms, yes, but not late ones for us. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, I, I, that's really good because the first year I did it, I tried to get it so that I would have them later, you know what I mean? And yeah. trying to cover and I was putting in like fall colors and they yes. had so much powdery mildew and they looked like crap. Yeah, they were just like, what done. am I doing? Yeah. yeah so they were tired. They were tired by the time we wanted them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's really good. Yeah. We're doing that this year. Actually, we have a wedding that's July 8th mm-hmm. that we have specific colors we're planting for and she loves dahlias. So I'm yeah. going to very lovingly plant them yes. and tell yeah. them that they have to bloom by then. if I have some like a color that I like know that I have to have I will even pot that thing up earlier Mm -hmm. and get it going ahead of time so you can really kind of be strategic like we're not always just planting the tuber right in the greenhouse a lot of times they're either cuttings or dahlias that we've already pre-started to kind of give them that one up and get them going a little bit sooner so you, you can be pretty strategic with that which is fun yeah, that's a good idea. These mm-hmm. brides have no idea what we do for them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so okay. other crops, mm-hmm. what we got? Senna geranium is like one of my favorite greens. I love – now I don't – I only grow pretty much at this point apricot. It's like a workhorse for me. There's like other really fun ones, but mm, I generally don't like the variegated varieties. There's – a well, I forget what the name of the one var- variegated one that I that I like is, but generally I'm growing apricot is my go-to. It gets tall, it smells beautiful, and the senadranium I've tried to field plant that that doesn't work as good. So it gets mm-hmm. tall enough in the tunnel to cut, and that's a pretty premium green. So that's a different and differentiator in your bouquets. People love the senadranium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dusty Miller is one that we plant. Mm-hmm. And this is another one that like doing it in the field is not going to work. You really need to have it in a tunnel. It also one tip, if you can, with your zone, plant it in the fall, you'll get a fall mm-hmm. planted. It gets much taller. That thing, it tolerates it. So we have it now. Those the, Our plants are absolutely gorgeous in there. So we're going to have like very long. We were actually using it in CSA bouquets. So Ooh, that's, yeah. you can, if you can get that, you know, fall planted, you'll have a really nice crop of that. And eucalyptus, of course, this is the one that's like, oh my gosh, yes. we cut, uh, but at the end of the season, the girls were like, how are we still cutting eucalyptus? <laughs> like, <laughs> how do we have anything left? I'm like, I don't know. We do. That's when so. it's thriving. It, yep. it, it likes it. To me, I cut a lot of it in the fall. The summer, it can, the tips can get kind of wilty and stuff on it. It does need to like kind of harden off a little bit. So I try, I mean, not to say that I don't cut it earlier. I do, but it it's it's meant to be for the fall. Yeah, yeah, but we it thrives. We try. We cut on that all the time. And if the tips wilt, I just usually cut those tips out. Just you know, even if okay. it's oh yeah, mm-hmm. I just cut the tip down and yeah. roll with it because it's so try pretty. To, it is. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get some occasionally we get a bride that's like, I don't want a eucalyptus, and it's like, okay, you know. But it's yeah. really great for the tunnel, and you'll it'll overwinter really well. And by the second year, you'll have something that's you know. I think one of ours. Was it almost at the top of our tunnel? How tall it yeah. got this year? It just loves yeah. it. It does amazing in there. So, last one we're gonna we're gonna talk about spring and summer crops, quicks. But the spring crops in there, the some of the stuff that we have planted now in our tunnels. So, status uh, is one for me that mm-hmm. I plant in overwinter, and I cut on that all year long. So it's it's a constant for us. It's a bouquet filler. It's one of my favorites. Snapdragons, mm-hmm. this is another one that you can form by groups. So the different um, planting groups to know what what does good for spring or fall planted and then move into for summer. And you can have a succession of, of snapdragons if you want them, literally from the beginning of you know May until November. Mm-hmm. They tolerate that frost. So you can have them scheduled that you can also have those in with your second flush of Lysianthus and your mom's too. So mm-hmm. those are things that can be scheduled out really well. Oh, stock. Okay. You got stock. stock. Oh yeah, stock. Oh gosh. When the stock blooms, man, nothing better. There's yeah. You just gotta get it there. You gotta get it to the <laughs> to the finish line. It's yeah. why is it easy to kill? It's just like it's finicky mm-hmm. with the cold. So I have it to is be finicky with, it. with the cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, that's one. It's a, it's easy to germinate yourself too. Mm-hmm. I don't go through and select for doubles. I know that you no. can. 
I don't have the bandwidth no. to do it. But yeah, stock's one that you can tell it does it does amazing in there. So I'm gonna try to we did we did a planting. We have it in there now. I'm gonna try to do another succession like super early, like maybe in March to see how that times out for us. Yeah. Um timing wise. But it's just you gotta try trial and error, but it does really well. It does good. Yeah. Campanula, which I don't know why I have to laugh. Wait, Campania. Okay, that's Canterbury Bells, right? The Bells. No, isn't it? I don't know what its common name is. Okay, something. <laughs> it's it's Bells. Something Bells. I think that sounds okay. right. Yes, Campania. I grew these last year, and they are so beautiful. I like doubled it, and they're so bulky, and I'm always like craving something bulky in the spring bouquets, and that Campanula always does it. I think I think why I'm laughing because I'm like, why do I think this crop is funny? Because I think I was calling it Campanula. Campanula. <laughs> it's a bellflower is what it is. That's a common okay. name. Okay. Camp- yeah. yeah. Campanula. Campanula. That's like, all right. What? <laughs> Say that again. That plant is amazing. It's, it's amazing. Am- it's so good. Yes. It lasted in a vase. It lasted Party. like an heirloom mom, like three mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah, it was my customers out. loved it. Yeah, they did too. Mine mm-hmm. did too. They kept coming back like, we still have that oh, thing still blooming. I'm like, really? Okay, because I didn't <laughs> check it. You know, I'm just cutting it and sending it to you yeah. going like, I hope. Um, <laughs> I am going to pinch mine this year. We Are you pinching yours? Well, are like you nervous? Year, oh, I don't want to pinch. I, I do, but I don't because it gets like a really nice first stem. I mean, it does. The first stem is the premium stem. And then it does get some side shoots, but they're shorter. You know, so I use them in arrangements and stuff like that. So yeah. I don't know. I might pinch half and okay. and test it and I see. I need to put that on my list. I was planning on mm-hmm. pinching it because I think it's going to branch really well because what I could yeah. see was it had that big main stem, the yeah. big leader. So it it to me looks like if you pinched it, you get good long branching mm-hmm. stems off of it because some of those, I felt like that big main stem that came off and there were so many long side shoots, I felt like you could have almost cut some of those off to use in a bouquet length. Yeah. I think if they so, got big enough. Yeah. 100%. If you have, if you've pinched Campanula, tell yeah. us. Tell message, us. Tell us. Shoot us a message. Tell us what we're, if we're giving good <laughs> advice or terrible <laughs> advice. I don't know. We're going to, this is part of, this is part we're of farming. You just, hey, figuring we're figuring it out, it out too. <laughs> yeah. Don't follow me on that. Bupleurum, you put that in the high tunnel? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Every year. You do plugs of that though, right? You yeah. I, no, I, no, I, I, I do, I, <laughs> I transplant bullplurum in the field. Now it doesn't get crazy tall in the tunnel. I buy plugs. I buy fall plugs and plant okay. them. Okay. And it gets really tall and beautiful and probably cut off that for like two to three weeks. So oh. yeah, bullplurum in the tunnel is good. I'll have to try that. So I don't you just do that do, one. Do you direct seizures in the tunnel? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. 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 I don't, I've never, I've never thought to do plugs. That's kind of a good idea. I have to try that and see. But we always, we actually don't even do it in the tunnel. I do it outside. So I don't do it in, th- in the tunnel. We just have the only okay. greenery we have in there is Uke okay. and, Dusty, huh. and Dusty Miller. Dusty. So you've got mm-hmm. me like thinking about scented geranium. Everything I had was always oh. short, but I'm like, I want it to be no. tall. You have to be so careful on the, on the varieties okay. because- I have done, I have tried so many. There's like the chocolate, the orange fizz. There's like all kinds of these really fun, like cute ones. Apricot is the only one that I think was worth is worth. Did you growing. fall plant it, or is it too late? Nope. Like, could I plant it in the spring? Yeah, I plant it in the spring. Oh boy, that's what mm-hmm. else I needed. See, this is why I need a fourth tunnel. <laughs> I got more stuff to put in there. A <laughs> few other things that we have on the list is Feverfew. Mm-hmm. It's a really yeah. great fall planted one. It gets massive and you can cut it and you'll get a second flush that's still usable in a bouquet in a tunnel. Yep. Foxglove, mm-hmm. I don't know. We plant it. We use it in bouquets. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. I just the annual, just the annual variety. First yep. year flowering annual type varieties. Yep. And you do um, poppies. I do. Yes. I don't. I, like I cut them out. Yeah. yeah. Did you? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A couple um, years ago. Okay. Yep. My CSA customers, my spring CSA still love them. But okay. Ami definitely is a really good filler. Uh, that's an easy direct seeder. If you wanted to direct something outside of the tunnel, we do a succession in the tunnel and we do a succession out. Delphinium is great blue. You know, everyone's always searching for the, the perfect blue flower and delphinium mm-hmm. is great. Rubecchia, which mm-hmm. will bloom in the spring. And then if you cut it, will second flush in the fall. 
yeah, yeah. you can kind of it, it it will even give you like a second flush a second. sooner mm-hmm. than yeah sooner than that but um kind of just depending on yeah. what it is but if I feel like with Rebecca, once it gets you through that spring gap, it for us it's just like I'd rather pull it because you have sunflowers yeah. and then you're kind of competing with that. So yeah, um, but I that's agree. a good spring one. Summer. So this is another one. People are like, "What do you plant in the summer in there?" Mm-hmm. And lisianthus are in there obviously during the entire summer for us, yeah. but along with mums. But a few other things to consider. We do celosia, so like the Sunday series celosia that stays a lot shorter in the field. If you have it in the high tunnel you will love it. It's a great, it's great. Now I know that's when we're talking like a premium crop, that's not considered necessarily a premium crop to get like a higher dollar value, but we use it in almost every, every bouquet we send out basically has some type, you know, some variety of celosia in there. And it does fantastic. It gives us more stems. It's way taller. It's just just a way more productive plant inside the high tunnel um, than it is outside in the field. So we plant celosia in there because it just loves that heat. Status is one that's planted in the spring, but we cut all year long on that thing. So it's yeah. a great crop for us. And florists love it. The bouquets, you know, it holds well in a bouquet. And um, yeah, just a great, great crop. So mm-hmm. a couple other things. Um, we have mentioned mums, oryngium, which is like blue thistle. You can plant in there. Kale. I've never messed with kale. Have you? No. Or cabbage. Like kale, yeah. cabbage. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. Maybe one day. Yeah. Put it on the list mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. Um, I have basil on here because it loves the heat. It does fantastic in a tunnel. I know African blue is one that people just mm-hmm. rave about and have really good luck with. I have forbidden it to be back on the farm. So I couldn't <laughs> get it to not wilt. So that's what we're, it's where we're at. Yeah. I don't plant it, but I think some people have great luck with it and it does. I, I've grown it in the tunnel and it is beautiful. It loves mm-hmm. the heat and it's fantastic. Yeah. Any others okay. that we, summer I stuff? I, I think, I think that seems to be mostly it. The Lizzie, yeah. I mean, definitely. Like if you have one tunnel, I would put as much Lizzie in it as you can for your summer crop to get that first and second flush. It's a good one. Yeah, it is great. Mm-hmm. If we miss something, you have other questions, specific follow-up questions to what we asked, shoot us a DM yeah. at the Dirt on Flowers at Instagram. We'll, we're probably going to do a spill the dirt probably on this. So mm-hmm. we'll make sure we hit your questions for you. Yes. Okay. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you for joining us for another episode. If you're new, welcome to the Dirtbag community. We're so glad you found us. If you haven't heard yet about our insiders group, or maybe you've just been on the fence about joining us, um, this is your sign to join us because we're doing a lot of very cool things over there. Each week, we're adding new content um, for you to access on our website, from marketing, growing, tips and tricks, wedding stuff. I mean, we we cover it and we share it all with you. Plus, each month at the end of the month, we collect all of your questions for a live Zoom and we answer we really do at this point answer every single question that comes through and it really is kind of can be like a one-on-one ish coaching but it's like a little group call it's a lot of fun just twenty dollars a month and you get so much more than that you have access to the greatest and sweetest group of other members in our facebook group where they're cheering each other on and asking questions and it really is just such a wonderful group so follow us on instagram at dirt on flowers drop us a comment or message and tell us what you want to hear more of if we miss something in this episode let us know that's how we're going to be gathering the info for spill the dirt thank you so much for being here we really hope you love today's episode as much as we had fun recording it we'll see you at the same time same place next week